Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hey friends, I am so glad you're here with me today. I have a very special guest, someone that is all the way across the world from where I am today. And because of COVID, she's actually stuck where she is and not even at her home base, but you'll get to learn a little bit about that story as we dive into this episode. Today, we are going to talk about fear and focus. And my guest has had her own journey with fear and focus and now helps her clients overcome fear so that they can really define their future and create a life and business that they love without having to stay stagnant because of fear. So I think you're really going to enjoy the episode and the conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Rhiannon. Rhiannon, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Hi, thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you today and thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So tell everyone a little bit about you. You've had a very unique journey. Most of my guests have traveled some, but none of them have traveled to the extent that you have traveled. And you're so young and vibrant and you are creating such an incredible life for yourself, not keeping yourself in one place, not limiting yourself to your experiences, but truly living a life of freedom and traveling the world while you work and serve other people. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So my journey really started out, you know, following a traditional path. I went to school and then I went and got my master's. And after I graduated with my MBA, I entered the corporate world and very, very quickly found that that was not the right fit for me. So I decided to leave that behind and start to travel. And that is actually what led me to start working online and working with other women building businesses online because I started building my own business, working on a blog, sharing how to travel and build a business online. And one thing led to another and Over the years, I traveled to 50 plus countries, lived in lots of different areas, was able to experience amazing, amazing things and uh, different cultures, different foods and just amazing life experiences. But that's kind of how my journey started out and how my travels started out and what ultimately led me to start an online business. So let's talk about that for a second. When you started your travel blog, were you like a travel influencer per se? Were you doing it as an affiliate? Were you getting free travel? Were you doing things like that as you built the blog up? Or were you just simply blogging to blog? Good question. So this was actually before influencers were really a thing. This was 
pre-Instagram or at least before it, it really, really blew up. But I really just shared my journey just to share. I, I never really monetized it. I didn't do affiliates. I didn't do sponsored posts. But from having that and building up I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but blogger was all the rage 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I built that out and met a lady who needed help building out her own blog and, you know, developing her own website. And really, it was a natural progression of just taking the knowledge that I had learned from building this travel blog to share with others and then slowly developing that into, oh, hi, I can help this woman build her own online blog. And then that shifted into building websites and working on branding. And it's really been interesting how how that developed over the years and led me to where I'm at now. But to start off with, it was just for fun and just to share my story. That's so awesome. That's funny because that's actually how I started as well. I just started a blog thinking, oh, I'll just put myself out there, which I was terrified to really do because I've always been such a private person. Like I don't put myself out there. I struggle with that even to this day, putting stuff on social media. Cause I just feel like, I don't know, I don't want it, the whole world to know everything about me. I like having mm-hmm. my little bubble with my family and my friends and, you know, keeping it kind of close knit. So it's funny that you say that, that you did that. And it was really just for fun, just to share what you were doing. Cause that's exactly how I started as well way back when, when I started like sharing my photography, which has always been just a hobby, you know, just a passion. So I totally get, we're coming from the same place, which is kind of cool. We do. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about what you're doing now. When you talk about helping other women, other entrepreneurs build out their business, what are you doing? You're, I know you're coaching to some extent, but are you also doing graphic design and things like that? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So my journey, it's been very interesting. So I started in the business world officially seven, seven and a half years ago now. So that really was starting out with blogging. And that kind of led to working on websites and then helping with brand identity and design. And it's really cool how it shifted, honestly. But over the years, that has shifted so much so, which get more into this with my own story, with helping women start their businesses and really just get over those fears that you mentioned of putting yourself out there and visibility and sharing your story. So Now it's more about working through mindset blocks that come up, strategy in order to launch, grow, and scale your business. So there's not so much of the design or branding that comes into it, but that's really what helped shape, you know, my journey and lead me to where I'm at today, if that makes sense. Yes, I love that because we do very similar work. I mean, I think we have, we do, you know, a slightly different audience or ideal client base, but we're both working with people to help them find that confidence and clarity Mm -hmm. with putting themselves out there and then creating those messages by telling their story. And I think there's so much power in that. And when you've experienced a journey of your own, it helps you resonate with your ideal audience. And I, I always like to say, you know, people are so afraid to leave that job security and leave the corporate environment or whatever it is they're doing, because it's always fearful to go into something new and, you know, charter the unknown territory and things like that. But I think if you have had any experience whatsoever doing something, there's always someone who is one, three, five years behind you who needs your help because you've already done it. So I like to preface it like that. So as you're talking about fear, that's one way I think to start looking at that. As long as you've had experiences that you can bounce off of to then teach other people, 
then you don't have to be afraid. Exactly. Nobody who is where you were three years ago is going to judge you for what you know now. They're going to be grateful that you're trying to share their story, right? Definitely. And this is probably something that you work with clients on. This is definitely something that I work with clients on. But oftentimes, clients will come to me and they're so overwhelmed and they're so terrified and they're comparing their day one to someone else's day five and not really realizing that literally every single person, every single entrepreneur, every single person who's done something scary in order to get to where they're at, they had to push through that. So it's comforting knowing that we're not alone and the people that we look up to, they have been where we're at and they still go through it to this day. You know, the fear never stops. You just figure out different ways to navigate through it. Yeah. In fact, it's cute because I still get nervous. I'm not going to say it's fear, but I still get nervous every time I'm coming on the podcast. You know, I've done this how many times and yet I still get nervous. Or if I'm going to be a guest on somebody else's show, that fear of, oh gosh, am I going to do a good job? Oh gosh, are my words going to resonate with somebody else? I hope I don't embarrass myself, you know, or, or disappoint the host, you know? So it's like your mind is constantly questioning everything you're doing as you move forward. So it doesn't matter if you are 10 years into your business, or if you are on day one, you're still going to have some trepidation throughout the course of your journey. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I would love to know, well, first of all, tell us some of your experiences with fear and then how you're using those experiences to help your clients and how you help them work through this fear so that they can then focus on the things that they need to do to accomplish their goals. Definitely. So if it's okay, I'd love to go ahead and share a little bit more about my story about my second phase, because it really ties into that fear. And for me, well, let me just go ahead and share a bit of my story about the second phase. But I went through a really traumatic breakup. That sounds very dramatic, but I did not do so well with it, which prompted me to move halfway around the world and move to Singapore. And I had a successful business already that was growing and doing very well. And when I went through this, I just, I lost so much of my, how do I phrase this? I became scared of putting myself out there. I became scared of showing up. You know, I I struggled with letting anyone see anything about me and knowing anything about my story. And I just really struggled with not feeling good enough. And fear really ran the show for several months. And it really, it silenced me and it stopped me. And, you know, looking back on it now, it was such a disservice to myself to not be moving forward, but it was such a learning experience. And, you know, oftentimes things can happen in life whether they're big or even small things, if we don't work through them to move past our fears and realize other people have gone through this, I'm going to be okay. You know, it can really stop us in our tracks. And that's one of the biggest things for business that can halt business. And that's definitely one of the things that halted my growth and just kept me staying in the same place for, as I said, several months. But a few things that you can do if you're struggling with fear, and these are some things that have helped me and helped my clients identify what some of those fears are. So for me, after I went through this breakup, I was just so terrified of people to see me and, you know, him to see what I was doing and what I was saying and what I was sharing. And at the end of the day, like, it wasn't about me, like no one really don't want to say no one cares, because that sounds, you know, that sounds kind of harsh. But whether it's in business, or you're pushing out a blog, or you're doing something uncomfortable, you know, if you mess up, it's actually not that big of a deal because oftentimes people are so much more concerned about what 
they're doing and their own struggles and their own businesses and their own lives. So they're really not spending so much time focusing on you, which is actually really, really a good thing for you if you're trying to move past these fears. You can also start thinking about worst case scenarios. So if you're showing up, if you're putting yourself out there, like really, what is the worst thing that could happen? Maybe someone says no, or you look silly, or someone thinks badly of you. And even worst case scenarios are typically not that bad. So a few other things that you can do are focus on your why. You know, why are you doing this? Why did you start your business? Why did you do X, Y, Z? You know, leave your corporate job, start traveling, whatever it is. And just really focus on why it is that you're doing that. Why do you want to do that? And, you know, focus on the benefit that you're providing and then just start to take action. And really taking that action helps to move you forward. And it gets easier as time goes on. It does get easier as time goes on. I have a question for you though, because I'm wondering what your thoughts are, because as you were talking, you had an experience where your trust was broken. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I was thinking to myself that when trust is broken, I think fear sets in, especially more so or at a deeper level, because, you know, you've trusted someone, everything was going as planned or as, you know, expected. And then all of a sudden that trust cycle is broken. And I think that sets fear into motion. Do you agree with that? I do. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't even have to be, you know, with a personal relationship, it could be a business relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, before we started recording, you kind of ran to the other side of the world. (laughs) to get away from the experience. And it's kind of like that. If you lose your job, say you're laid off, the inclination might be to, oh my gosh, this is humiliating. I lost my job. This means I'm not good enough. This means I can't do anything more or I'm not going to have the qualifications or whatever. But the reality is you've still had all those experiences and you've taken action before. So now it's a time to not curl up in that ball and waller in self-pity, but to continue to take action and think about how you can move forward. Baby steps to start with. Definite baby steps. Yeah. And I think you bring up really good points because it doesn't matter what it is. It can be personal relationships. It can be business relationships. You know, say a client doesn't book you or goes a separate way. Oftentimes it can be really easy to just spin in a cycle of self-doubt of, oh, well, I wasn't good enough and they didn't like me and I didn't do enough. When in reality, it most likely had nothing to do with you. But still, if, you know, we can spin in this cycle and just fester in it and cause it to keep us from taking action. And one thing that you can do if that happens is look at the proof. Because oftentimes we can see, oh, actually, no, this is a one-off. You know, if I lost my job or all right, well, I've had multiple jobs. I did very well. I, you know, I had great relationships with my coworkers and with my boss. And, you know, there's so many different external circumstances that can be popping up and cause things to happen, especially look at the times that we're living in now. But you can look at that proof and just see, no, I can do this. I am great at this. And just focus on that, focus on the positives and just continue to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. One step at a time, like we said. And I think that when you talked about, you know, really focusing on your why, it's so important to know why you want to do what you are doing, why you think it's possible for you to achieve or why you want to serve the population you want to serve. It's so important to always come back to that because your values are what are going to keep you 
somewhat air quotes stabilized in terms of the action that you take. And it's important to think about why does this matter to the people that you want to serve too? Because if they have a problem or they're missing something in their life that you can help them with, then your why is so pronounced. And if you don't take that action because of fear and you let it hold you back, then you're not serving those people that need you. So you're doing them a disservice on top of doing yourself a disservice. So I think that's really important to point out as well. Definitely. And just flipping the script and just focusing on them instead of, you know, the trials that you're going through. Because again, the struggles that you go through your clients have gone through or are going through and just flipping that and and keeping them in mind and your why, why you're doing this to begin with. Yeah. So do you have like an exercise you do with your clients or anything when they come into you and they're struggling with fear or they're struggling with self-doubt and they're kind of stuck in that pattern of procrastination because they just don't know how to take action because they're afraid to. Do you have exercises you work with them on? I would love to know that. And I think that would help you know, the listeners, if you do. Yeah, sure. So a lot of that, it cycles back to what I was going through a moment ago. So first we just work on identifying what those fears are, because at the end of the day, if you can't name it, if you don't know what it is, it's very difficult to move forward if you don't know what it is that's popping up. So if that's fear of failure or, you know, fear of not being ready yet, or fear of not being good enough or fear of success, it's really, really helpful to just know exactly what it is that is stopping you and and keeping you in this cycle. That's the first thing. And then we also go and we work on flipping the script. So a lot of that goes into what you and I've already talked about as far as finding your why and focusing on who you're serving and just flipping it to take yourself out of the equation or step back a little bit and just focus on the people that you can help and the service that you were offering them and just taking those baby steps forward. Yeah. I love that flipping the script because that's a lot of what I do too, from that mindset perspective, when you're thinking of something negative, it's so helpful to flip that switch. If you're thinking I can't do this or no one will want this flip the switch and then put that spin on why they will want it or how, yes, you can do it. So I love that. Definitely. Something else that can be really helpful, and I can share this link with you, but this was actually in the Oprah magazine a couple of years ago, but there are four questions that can defeat negative thoughts. So this can go with fears or just negativity as a whole, but something that you can do is just go through these steps of these questions. And I'd love to share those with you if that's all right. Yes, please. So the first one, just let's just say we're talking about fears and, you know, I'm scared that someone is going to judge me or it's not going to be enough. All right, let's just go off that. The first question you can ask is, is it true? So do you know that someone is going to judge you? Sally Sue from high school or, you know, someone you previously worked with. Is it true that they're going to judge you? Well, actually, you, you really don't know. But let's say we're just going to assume that they do. All right. Number two, we can go, can you absolutely know it's true? No, you, you can't actually. But let's go ahead and go to question three. So how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? So if you think that Sally Sue was going to judge you and, and, you know, talk bad about you and react negatively, and what is that going to do for you moving forward? Okay, well, most likely, if you're hinging everything on Sally Sue, it may be difficult for you to move forward. But if you think about question four, how would you be without that thought? So if you let that go, 
Most likely she's not judging you. Do we know that she is? Do we absolutely know that she is? No. How would you be without that thought? And who would you be without that thought? And you can really go through this process and just logically think about it. And that can really, really help you get unstuck when you're having challenging situations, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. I agree. So back in, gosh, maybe December, I did an episode on procrastination. And this is a lot about what I talked about because those thoughts come into play. But if you let the negative thoughts run your mind, you're going to stay in a place of inaction and you're going to get zero results. Always. So you have to flip that switch. And these questions are great for doing that because I like to say, can it be proven? Like, can you prove that this circumstance or this situation or this thought is a reality? So many times we can't, it's just a thought in our head, in our head. Mm -hmm. And that alters our feelings, which then determine our actions, which our actions determine results. So, oh, I love that. That's great. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about focus because well, I struggle with focus a lot, especially when I'm going through like stressful times or I'm overwhelmed or whatever. Maybe I have a little bit of like clinical ADHD. I don't know. I've never been diagnosed. I'd like to think that I probably would be because, you know, I have trouble focusing, but the reality is probably I don't. It's just that I get overwhelmed or I get stuck in that cycle of these thoughts going through my head. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to focus. So how do you work with people on that? What do you do to stay focused? Because we've had this conversation before, like about the focus. So I'm excited for you to share this information too. Yeah. Well, I can relate with so much of what you're saying and I'm sure your clients have this, my clients have this, but oftentimes we have so many goals and we have so many dreams and we just, we want things to happen like this. And then what ends up happening instead is we get very, very overwhelmed and it's hard to pick one thing that we're going to work on. So something that's been really useful for me is to just take a step back and really prioritize. So work on number one, what is something that's going to move my business forward? So work on those income generating activities and make those your first priority. So client communication, you know, getting visible instead of just tinkering around on your website or working on backend stuff that doesn't really move the needle forward. So really being cognizant of what those priorities are And something that I also like to do is pick three things per day that I'm going to try to get done. Now, some people do better with picking one thing per day that's going to be done. Some people can do five or more. But for me, three has really been that sweet spot of just focusing on these specific tasks. They do not have to be huge. For me, it's better to just have smaller tasks that I can break out either over the week and you know, check them off. If I get them done early, that's fantastic. But really just focusing on those three things that I need to get done each day, being mindful that they are the priority items, aka income generating activities, and then working through each of those. And if I have more time, great. And if not, I'm still accomplishing what I needed to get done. What about you? How do you handle that? Very similar. I am a huge to do list and it's got to be on paper. Because I love to check things off. Mine too. Yep. (laughs) She's showing me her paper notes, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I still use a paper planner and that really helps me stay focused because then I know exactly what I need to accomplish throughout the week and Mm -hmm. then I can break that out into days. And I've been terrible about this. Don't ask me to time block because that overwhelms me. And I think I'm afraid of it, honestly, but I feel like there's so many times that I get interrupted and it doesn't work. And so then I'm like, oh, once again, that didn't work. And I failed at that. So I don't time block, but what I do do is 
I have certain things that I want to accomplish each day, like Thursdays podcasting, like that's it. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do on Thursdays every single week. And then, you know, there are the days where it's creating content or whatever the case may be. And then there's the coaching days and, you know, time slots for just those activities. And that really helps me because if I break away from that, like I can't do like, okay, I'm going to sit for two hours and do X, Y, Z that my brain just does not work work like that. (laughs) No, not for me. But if I do segment my days according to task, then I can accomplish more, but it's so important for me to have that list. So it's just, you know, here are the three things. I typically do three as well. Once in a while, there'll be a few more if smaller tasks, and mm-hmm. I know I can accomplish them, but a lot of times it'll be three. And then I make sure that that gets done that day. And then I can check those off of that weekly list. And I can check those off of that day list. I love it. I do that too. And it helps to have that structure as well. I think it's the visual and the written. So, you know, as you're writing it and then you can see it in writing and then that physical action of checking off, I think that gives you a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely but it helps me stay focused and on task too. There's so much data out there, like how the brain really connects when you write. And so I think writing those things down and sometimes when it's a task, I really don't want to do I'll journal around it. And you know, why am I procrastinating on this? What is it about this that I don't want to do? And then that'll help me get into that mindset of, Oh, I can conquer this. Now I've got my creative juices flowing. I'm good. I love it for things that you really struggle with, or, you know, you really just don't like doing, do you also delegate those or outsource those out? Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So like editing the podcast, I do the blog post for the podcast because I like to write and I love to make sure that the blog posts are SEO green on WordPress and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like a challenge for me. So I love that. But to sit and do the audio editing, forget about it. Like that goes out, do, creating those little graphics with the lines, you know, the audiograms and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that goes out. Pinterest post, creating all those graphics and things like that. To me, that's just a time suck. So I can farm that out. But it's, you know, it's really the task that I have to do. Mm-hmm. It's what I have to do because I know that I'm the one, I'm the brain power behind whatever that action is. It's just more efficient for me to do it versus trying to train someone or whatever. Those tasks I keep for myself. Do you do the same thing? I do. I do. Now, yeah. one thing I know when some business owners are starting out, they really struggle with, oh, I really, I really hate this. I really don't want to do that. And then it's like, okay, like let's get to the reason. And maybe this really isn't your, your zone of genius, but I know when you're first starting out, it can be a little more difficult to, you know, hire someone on or, you know, bring on a team member, but definitely as you start to grow, focusing your brain power on the things that move the needle forward on the things that are in your zone of genius, you know, content creation and things that you really enjoy or connect with your audience and the other stuff, letting that be outsourced. Definitely. Yeah. That brings me to, did you read Gay Hendricks, the book, The Big Leap? Yes. Yeah. Because you said zone of genius and I love how he breaks that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to be in your sweet spot and that's where you're going to be able to make money. So for me, it's, you know, really exactly, you know, creating these, even just creating like analogies to explain things to clients as they're going through a mindset shift or trying to figure out how to do X, Y, Z or how they can create their brand message so that it's effective. It's like, I love that kind of stuff. And you're very good at it as well. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, Rhiannon, is there anything else that you would like to drop as like just something really brilliant that the listeners can take away with them related to fear or focus? This really cycles around, you know, what we've been chatting about today. But just again, for anyone listening, if you're growing your business, 
just know that every single person, every single entrepreneur has felt fear when growing their business and, and doing the hard things. And also pushing past that is what helps you grow. So just realize that. But know that you're not alone if you're absolutely terrified. The key is just to really acknowledge that. Just sit with that. It's okay to be scared. That doesn't make anything wrong. And just move forward anyway. So if that means taking baby steps or finding support or some form of both, but you know, the world really does need what you have to offer. So just keep moving forward in spite of that fear. I love that. And I also love when you said that no one cares. Back in episode 104, Derek Kirk was on, and that was something that he said too. You know, the reality is when you do you and you stay true to your values and your authentic self, you're going to be doing the right things for your business. You might make mistakes, but nobody cares. Nobody's watching for the Mm -hmm. mistakes. And nine times out of 10, nobody's even going to see the mistakes. So just take the action and move forward. Absolutely. If you don't, you're not going to grow and your business isn't going to grow. So it really comes down to taking that initiative to face the fear so that you can move forward. And imperfect action every single time, every time. Yeah. Because that's what moves you forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Rhiannon, how can the listeners find you, connect with you, learn more about you, follow your adventures of right now you're in Portugal, but you'll eventually after COVID or hopefully when the the lockdowns lift, be going back to Singapore. So tell the listeners how they can follow along with your journey and get to know more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm at Flame and Arrow. And again, the people that I work with just are really, really passionate about what they do and just on fire. And again, talking about fear, like an arrow, sometimes life pulls you back just because it's ready to shoot you into something forward. So that's where you can find me. All of my social handles, Instagram, Facebook, everything is Flame and Arrow. And I would love to connect with everyone. Feel free to shoot me a message, send me a DM. That's where you can find me. Awesome. And I love, love, love your branding. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. It's like perfect. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So lovely to chat with you and have a great day. Thank you. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.